Welcome back to the ALG podcast. I hope that you are all having a great week. By the time you're listening to this, it is Friday afternoon, so happy Friday. Uh, with me today is a very special guest, the homie Keto D, David Herrera. And I'm also joined by my partner in crime, David Roden, fit underscore D-Rock, and I am JR's hey. Journey, a.k.a. John Arpino. And today we bring you a very dope episode. David I, New I, David, I, 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 gotta, David. I gotta say this hold on because because this is how it is so like i just told john he's got to work on his mic at the beginning yeah. and this time he came in like and we're here for an effort well, i don't know <laughs> are you gonna order a cocktail like i, I don't know I, we, could, we could redo the whole beginning if you want no nope, no nope. i'll give we're you the energy they deserve <laughs> see people are like oh it's friday and he's talking like well you see know, you can Tuesday. talk intense you just can't talk intense so close to the mic <laughs> anyway, we're here with David Herrera, the better David of this group today. So, yes, hit the buys. How are you? Bow, 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 bow. Keto D, <laughs> better known as Keto, Keto D in the uh, weight loss Instagram community. Excuse me, my light just went off, so we're already having problems. Roll with the punches, brother. Roll always, with the punches. Always, 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 always. So, what's cracker lacking? How's chilling, it doing down man, there? Chilling. How are you guys doing today? Oh, oh you know. I am phenomenal. I have added some carbs back into my life, as as you just heard. So, uh, some late night chocolate chip oatmeal is like my go to right now. That sounds amazing. It is delicious. <laughs> it's like you're cheating, but you're not. Like it's just it's yeah. just some uh, uh, no 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 sponsorship connected, but it's Kodiak. Uh, I do one packet of Kodiak oatmeal with whole oats. Uh, and then a, a serving of whole oats and then a little bit of, uh, of sugarless syrup. And it is delicious. That's my Kodiak cake. It's oatmeal. Yeah. Kodiak cake, but it's oatmeal. So just a little higher in protein. <laughs> oh, and then I had a scoop. <laughs> obviously I had a scoop, uh, scoop of, of protein as well, but that's, that's obvious. That's like me with my quest. Like uh, I got my, I just had a quest protein shake right now. And after my meal, my wife was like, you're eating again. And I'm like, Mm. I mean, I got I mean, I'm in my eating window, so yeah, sweep it all in. <laughs> so I guess we'll just hop right into it. I mean, does that mean that you are messing with the intermittent fasting? Oh no, I've been, I've been since the very beginning of my journey. Um, I actually started doing intermittent fasting before keto. My brother had been doing intermittent fasting. I've had several friends that were doing intermittent fasting, so it was, it was starting to come up. And I, you know, I decided to look into it and I was like, okay, it's not a diet. It's just a time pattern of when you eat, right. you know, but even breakfast, like break fast, you know? Right. So it's, it's, you know, we're not meant to be eating, you know, every couple of hours, six meals a day, nothing like that. So I found that, you know, just pushing back the time of when I eat mm. or have any type of calories has been very beneficial for me as far as, you know, with, with the keto and, you know, like going to the gym, sauna use, water, like it's just been, you know, all little pieces to the puzzle. Um, but yeah, intermittent fasting has been there since the very, very beginning. Okay. Awesome. Qu question for you. So like, I've, I've, I've been following you now for a few months on, on the good old gram. Um, give me a, give us a thumbnail sketch of the eagle overview of your story and then i'm excited to pump into the beginning of it to like really dive into it's like just hearing that gourmet i had no idea that gourmet went to where did gourmet go to school san diego yeah san diego. no well he just moved to san diego uh where did he go to school yeah he, he went to cornell 
Oh, I didn't know that. Like, I when, know. When did, when did we talk about this? I mean, right before you got on. Yeah, then oh, I knew. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had no well, idea. I mean, if that's true, like, I'm, we got to confirm it through Gorman. Confirm that's, it, that's but freaking, I'm, I'm like 99.9% sure that he went to Cornell. Hmm. Yeah, and, and just and I'm I'm intrigued to know the the depths of your story as well because it's gonna be fun <laughs> to hear that. So give us give us that uh that overview so I have an understanding, and then I'm I'm pumped to dump, to dive in. Awesome. Uh, well, basically born into a Cuban American family. Um, you know, I was the only one that was obese in my family. Most of that, I guess, would have to be due to you know being asthmatic when I was a child. I was asthmatic from the age of two years old to nine. I don't really have as much memory of when it all went down, just certain things. I do know that I had uh, to get, you know, shots every couple of weeks, which of course had steroids in them. I, you know, remember ha wearing a nebulizer, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's what I, like I remember being called yeah. in as a kid when I was playing outside with my friends and my mom was like, all right, put the machine on. And I'm just, you know, sitting there watching Nickelodeon and, you know, like looking at my friends play, you know, manhunt outside or, or something going on right. and just sitting there dealing with that. I remember having a asthma attack in Disney. Oh, oh, yeah. Not at Disney, but like at a Disney at the all-star sports resort with right. my family and was, went to sleep at nine. You know, next thing I know I'm, I can't breathe. And the next thing you know, I black out and wake up and ambulance and, hotel staff family like it, it was it was crazy wow. um but yeah man i i dealt with you know everything bullying they they caught a couple knuckles if they, if they bullied me that's how my dad you know told me you know don't let nobody disrespect you no matter what you know if, if you if you get into a fight you know in school you know we'll, we'll we'll figure it out but just don't let nobody you know disrespect you or or nothing like that so of course i dealt with a lot of bullying. Baseball is, is, is the family sport. So I played that since four years old till about like 17, 18 years old, always on the big side, mm -hmm. never took health seriously or didn't even know what nutrition was or, or anything of that sort. Um, and then after high school, it just got worse and worse. You know, I picked up, you know, working in restaurants, serving tables, bartending, stuff like that. And it was just constant eating and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I fell in love with um, coaching special needs and, and working with adults with intellectual disabilities. And I got into that field and coaching Special Olympics. And around 2011, I had a, a big weight loss. I think my peak was like 375. And then I got down to like probably like 250 around okay. there. But I just ate decent, I guess. Right. Like I didn't really know much about nutrition. I just, you know, brown rice and like just vegetables and protein, stuff like that. Didn't really, you know, know much about liquid calories or whatever. Like I was drinking like muscle milk and thinking it's helping me like still eating, like not knowing too much, but you know, I was active with, you know, the coaching and I'm the type of coach that, especially, you know, working with special needs, you can't just be like, all right, guys, give me four laps or let's do sprints or whatever. Most of the time you got to demonstrate stuff. Mm -hmm. So I took it as, uh, you know, let me get my workout in with them and just do it with them. And if they're hurting, I'm hurting. So I just started doing that and then the weight fell off. And then, you know, between working in the restaurants, being single and doing whatever I wanted, like I went from getting like 250 to then gaining a whole bunch of weight back and got to 350. And, um, 
around January 2019, you know, I had already been with my wife a, a little while at that time, and we had tried HCG. I know that we had spoke yeah. about that very briefly. You did HCG too, and and and, and Dusty. Uh, no way. Uh, okay. Yeah, we had done we had done HCG, my wife and I, and we did it for you know a wedding for an event to get ready for. Um, I still had not taken health and you know all that stuff seriously just yet. I just you know was need to look good for this event. And um, so the first time we did it, you know, and it was the revised one. It wasn't the 500 calorie one. I think the new one, I think is 1200 calories, if I'm not mistaken. You take the drops under your tongue. And then I had the drops for B12, vitamin B12 okay. as well. So I was doing that. And mm -hmm. first time around, I lost like 50 pounds. And I was like, really happy. But the diet sucked because it was just very limited. It was horrible. Right. So, you know, we did it. And then after that, you know, we fell off. You know, because it was a quick fix, I guess, yep. fell off. And then you know, we tried several times after that. It was not successful. And then kind of keto was like the up and coming thing. I had friends that were doing keto. She had friends that were doing keto. So I just looked into it. You know, I was already doing fasting. It was kind of like my mind maturing, me getting into my 30s, you know, like enough's enough i had fun in my 20s you know i ate whatever i wanted i did whatever i wanted now it's time you know to start building a foundation and, and everything and i want to you know get married i want to have kids i want to have all those things that life has to offer and i can't do that being the size that i was and you know i was already you know i had developed gout on my toe you know i had sleep apnea like it was bad. I was scaring the hell out of my, my, my wife. And, you know, mm -hmm. she would record me like not breathing and it was really bad. So we attacked keto. And when I went from HCG to keto, it was so many options compared to HCG. So you went straight for us. Yeah. So you went straight from HCG to keto or you, yes, sat, you fell off and then gained weight. No, and no, 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 no. I was in the middle. Like I was in the middle. Cause you know how with HCG you first start the first two days are loading days or whatever. Yep. And then after that you go into like, you shock your body and you drop your calories and everything dr drastically. Well, I was already in the middle of that and it just wasn't working. So basically just from one day to the next, we just got a grocery list of keto and just went to the grocery store and, just did the best we can. We started the journey. And then okay. that was, you know, we had moved into my parents' complex. You know, they had a spare bedroom. We were saving money, you know, stuff young couples do. So we moved in and, you know, my parents have a gym, sauna, the whole nine downstairs, basically. So I told myself, this is a new chapter, starting keto. I'm already doing fasting, you know, and I'm going to live at the gym. Like, I'm going to change my habits. You have to make change in order for this to work. And I'm not going back. Like I'm, I'm seriously taking the turn, you know, rounding second base, heading for, <laughs> heading for three and I'm going to head home. Right. You feel me? Like that was my, you know, I'm going to get the body that I know that I have been wanting for a long time. And I just became a mad scientist with it, man. I started doing recipes, you know, I, I lived in the gym. I was, you know, putting my body through it every single day. So it was just all those things, you know, making sure I got water, you know, meeting Gourmet, meeting right. Puro, meeting you, right. you know, eventually meeting David now. Like, this is, it's brought so much, man. And, like, look, yesterday I was I was with Puro and and, uh, and Aaron crushing Keto 84. Right. Like, 
a couple of years ago, I didn't know these guys, man. And it, it's, it's brought so much, man. The coaching, now that I'm coaching, like, it's just brought so much to my plate and it's, it's changed my whole life, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. then, so what's the, what's the timeline with that? Like from when you went from like HGG to keto and then thriving on keto, what's the timeline and how much weight did you lose? Well, I started, I think HCG probably all of 2018 I spent okay. doing HCG and then around the holidays I was doing HCG and then December to January, it was like, okay, starting January 1st, we're starting keto. Okay. Um, so it was really so like an started, overnight thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we had already thought about it for a couple of days. We, we like already had a, a plan, you know, right. the groceries and the whole nine. And then um, January 1st, we started. Honestly, you know, I did good for the first month and then around February, around Valentine's Day, 2019, I had a, a coworker's wedding and that was the first time that I cheated. Um, so I wasn't deep in, I know I wasn't fat adapted yet. Um, and I was still going to the gym or whatever, but I, I, I just, I don't feel like I was, that was a legit start. So right. I always tell people that I legit started like Valentine's Day, 2019. Okay. From there, to May of 2019, no cheats. And that was a destination wedding, my wife's best friend in Dominican Republic. Yeah, I wanted to look good for that. There was an event <laughs> coming up, but it was more of like, I, I was too deep in already and it became a lifestyle, dude. Of course. And I had specifically a Sandlot buttoned down shirt um, with the great Hambino on it. And <laughs> it was a 3XL, but one of those tight, like button down right. shirts were always horrible for me because it would say 3XL, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I would, put it on and I, would, I would always leave it open because it wouldn't close. And I told myself, I'm going to wear that shirt when we take off for DR. And I wore it to, you know, to, to the airport or whatever and to the ride over there and it closed completely. And I was already down like 75 pounds. Wow. You know, okay. by that time. So from February to May. I was down 75 pounds and it was awesome, man, because I was just getting compliments left and right. You know, we took a lot of pictures of the Dominican Republic. You know, we had a great time. And it's funny that those pictures now are like my befores. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you were, so that was what, 75 pounds in three months, three, four months. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That's insane. Yeah. And, and you were having zero success on the HCG. Well, like I said, the first time around, I took it seriously. And then the second time it was just because it's torture because you're, you're, you're brought down to 1200 calories yet. It's not just the 1200 calories. I can make 1200 calories look really good. Oh, right. Of course. But there was a list of food that you had to eat. So right. it was very, very limited. Like I remember at one time it was like a lettuce leaf, a little piece of chicken tenderloin and mustard. And that's it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I was working at, I was working at Texas Roadhouse at the time and my coworkers were seeing me get just plain old lettuce, some steak and just mustard and eating that. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, HCG. Yeah. And they're like, that looks like depressing. I'm like, the steak looks good, but it's just, there's not much in there. That right. blows um, my mind. Cause it's like, it, it, cause we always talk about, it. it's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to play the game of this is the way you have to do it. But you yeah. sit there and it's like, how many people have actually been long-term sustainable on off of the HCG system? 
is kind of fascinating. Yeah, no, I, I no, was not a, the way to do it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like I had a buddy of mine. I had a buddy of mine, and he he had done it. He had success on it. But he told me the minute you get off of it, you're gonna gain all the weight back because it's it's not sustainable. Right. So that was my thing out of all the things that I tried throughout my life. And believe me, like I've, I've tried it all slim fast, you know, the freaking Jenny Craig, right. you know, I, I've tried it all. I've done acupuncture. I've gone to go see, you know, and I, you know, I respect the people that make the decision to do the surgery because that right there is not an easy decision to do gastric bypass surgery. My aunt and uncle did it, you know, and they have to mentally, you have to mentally be ready for that. You mm -hmm. get me? And I wasn't mentally ready for that. Like I just, right. I just wasn't. And then with keto, I don't know, it, it just clicked. Like when, so when I went from ACG to keto and I saw the grocery list of keto, I was like, I can have burgers, I can have cheese, I can have eggs. Like, this is amazing. I can have, I have so many options. So, and then I had to work with those options and then it, it just evolved after that. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have burgers and bacon and, you know, cheese every day. No, I have my vegetables and I eat for the most part, pretty clean keto during the week. And then on the weekend is when I'll have like Quest cookies, you know, keto ice cream, stuff like that. Right. Okay. Right. It's actually kind of fascinating. Cause like from, at least from the sound of it, you kind of fell into it and ran with keto with not a lot of like, how do I want to say this? Not a lot of like inspirational of like, I'm going to get myself to 225. Here we go. It was like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was just like, hey, I got to do something. This keto sounds pretty cool. I'm just going to run with it and see what happens. Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't go into it thinking, dude, I, I, I told myself, I was like, I have over a hundred pounds to lose. This is going to take forever. And I just thought it was just going to be another diet. But as you know, I just kept on reading more information about it. I started looking up YouTubes. You just become yeah. older, bro. And you just start doing more research. I started listening to podcasts. I picked up that habit as much. Like now when I work out, like I listen to you guys. I listen to Cormie. <laughs> I appreciate that. I listen to Mark Bell's Power Project. All I right. listen to Keto Sap. I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts now. You know, like some days I have my, my moment where I listen to music. But for the most part, like, I like to be educating myself while I'm working out and I'm in the right. zone. So like I'm locked in, you know, I'm just looking at that person in the mirror and I'm listening to, you know, whatever I'm listening to. And I'm just like feeding off that story and those same struggles that, you know, all your guests have had that we've shared. And, and it's just crazy, man. Like, and all you have to like the, the, the easy button is putting in the work. Oh like, yeah. That's what a lot of people don't realize there's no shortcut to this. It's nothing like that. You got to get off your ass, you know, you got to get off your ass. And I mean, so. compare, comparing what you can do on ACG to comparing what you can do on keto. I mean, that's like, that's two different worlds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I, if I was in your position, I would have said, yeah, if, if you're telling me I can eat steak, cheese, eggs compared to taking drops under my tongue and, you know, gasping deep breath, then yes, you know, that, that's what I'm going to do. Definitely, um, definitely. Cause definitely on the outside, I mean, that's what I've always loved about keto. I mean, like I would never say that I am, you know, to the book, hardcore keto, but you know, I am very low carb, um, high protein diet, eggs, cheese, meats. Um, to me, that's more attractive than anything else, you know, on a quote unquote diet. Um, you know, I rather, you know, give back the bread and, you know, eat the protein. That's just how, yeah. how I've always been, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's, it's just more filling to me. 
Um, yeah. You know, once you break that addiction of carbs and the sugar and, you know, all that, that comes with it. But yeah, yeah no, I, I could see how it, that was, you know, a very easy transition. Yeah. And, I mean, it just, it just, I don't know. It was just, it, 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 so easy for me. Like I said, it was like, there were so many more options and then all I had to do was just stick to it. Right. And then just be at the gym every night, mm -hmm. get my certain amount of water every night. And then like, I was also on other people's DMs, like just picking their brain, messaging Poro. Hey man, right. I saw you're in Florida. <laughs> and then look at him now he's like he's like the homie bro and yeah. like i showed it all on time and and it just brought so much man and i'm just i'm just so happy for it and uh you know but the transition like i felt was easy like yeah because i went from hardly anything to having so much so many more options and people feel overwhelmed at first because they just think it's another you know diet and it's not like i tell everyone paleo works uh, you know, being a vegan works. It's whatever works best for you that you enjoy. Right. It, you know, mm -hmm. that's what's going to work. Exactly. You get me? I'm not going to be talking bad about anybody. I mean, like people like I've had people vegan. I've had all of them in my DMs and been like, Hey, like you're eating too much. And I'm like, just like, Hey man, like I, I, yeah. I, I follow the diet that I like and that's what matters to me. And it's changed my body completely. Like I'm still getting to know this guy. Like right. I really am. Like looking in the mirrors is fucking crazy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I I love that line right there though. Just like I'm still getting to know myself of the the standpoint of what is my body like? How do I sustain well? Uh, because I, I have a question. Because like it seems uh, the other thing too is as you kind of matured into the perfect timing of keto and you really dove into learning from people who have got results, learning to really educate yourself on, all right, what is food? How does food work? What, what do I need to do? Did you, did you have the struggle at all? Cause one of the things actually I was uh, with like um, uh, with primal bro and everything. One of the things we always talk about with keto, the, the issue you fall into is so many people get the misconception of calories. Like, well, if I'm 20 carbs, it doesn't matter how what, what kind of calories I'm at. Did you fall into that or did you learn really early on to at least understand the calories you were eating while focusing on that keto diet? Yeah, man. I mean, I set up, I set up my macros at first. I believe they were like 1800 uh, were my calories. And then I just kept everything, you know, 70% fat, 25% protein, 5% carbs. And then you know, as I started lifting more, cause like the first three weeks on keto, I was just focusing on cardio. Okay. Uh, just doing a lot of like battle ropes, treadmill, stairs, elliptical, you name it, walking, you know, jogging, all that stuff. And then, you know, I started lifting after that. And then hmm. I've always done full body. I've never been one to like separate muscle groups or whatever. So right. I first just started doing just, you know, one exercise per muscle group. Then it went to two exercises per muscle group. Um, then I started just saving legs for another day and cardio for another day. And then now I do like full body, but with a focus. Like today I did a full body with a shoulder focus. So I'll do four different exercises per shoulder and then one exercise for every other muscle group after that. And mostly everything I do is like super set. So right. like I'm getting- I'm Super set my game. Dude, I love supersetting, bro. Like just that, that, that no rest, like pushing yourself. And that's what I'm talking about. 
as far as like how I'm still getting to know this person, like pushing myself to see how far I can go, you know, spoke about El Poro yesterday about box jumps and stuff. Like right now I'm at 24 inch box jumps and you know, he's like, Oh, I have PTSD from, from, from the box. I'm like, dude, I mean, you just, you just got to put it into your head. Your mind's the most powerful thing. You just got to put it into your head. Just fucking jump mm -hmm. right. as high as you fucking can. And you know, so that's my, my, my whole thought of it. But I, I jump into things now that I am afraid of. Oh yeah. For, First time Alex hit me up was like, hey, let's do CrossFit or whatever. And I'm like, shit, I've never done CrossFit before in my whole entire life. I'm down. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And it, it killed me, but I loved it. I, I, I really did. Okay. Yeah, no, you, yeah. I mean, I go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Fire away. No, I mean, I feel like, you know, we all come to a point in this journey where we stop fearing fear and we start looking fear in the eye. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a totally different ball game. Like you said, you're still learning who you are. You still have, you know, this pattern of, of, of trying to, to go to the next level and, and not have your, your past kind of hold you back. You know, I feel like that's yeah. a problem that we've all kind of had is that every time we would try to approach something new, you know, when we were, you know, let's say our past life, it was, you know, all our fears were holding us back, but now it's our fears that are pushing us forward. And that, that's right. the beautiful part of this journey is that it's, it, again, not to, you know, to try to bring it full circle. It's a lot of up here, you know, yeah. it, you know, your body will follow suit, but it all begins in your mind. Yep. Yep. The old me would, would, the minute I go to the gym, I get sore. I'm like, I'm not going back. Oh, a rainy yeah. day, a rainy day really gets to me. And like, I just tell myself, get dressed with them. Mondays, I always have a case of the Mondays. I don't like Mondays. I was born on a Monday, but we get it. Yeah. You feel me? We get it. We get it. Like, I think now, especially with this whole pandemic thing going on, it's the perfect time for people to build a routine. Mm -hmm. Why do I say that? Because, I mean, now things are starting to open up and, and I mean, I feel things are starting to get a little bit better, but in the middle of the whole pandemic, like we were shut down, there was nothing to do. So everybody looked at that as, oh, let me, let me gain weight. Why? Like right. there's no, there's no o'clock happy hour. There's no temptation to go to this restaurant or that restaurant. Like take control, build habits. Come like, on. You, you went on TikTok nature. and you, you went on TikTok <laughs> and you made little, little, uh, all the different like shooting videos of like bouncing a ball off of six different things to get it in the hoop. That's what you spend your time on. Don't, don't deny it. No, no, no. My, my wife is the, is the TikTok person. She likes TikTok. I, don't, I cannot even, I don't even know how to use TikTok to be honest with you. I'm still learning reels. So, but yeah. <laughs> I haven't even dived into that yet. I don't even care enough. No, they're, they're, they're clutch, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're you cool. like reels? They, they get a lot of attention. They'll get, they get a lot of attention. Let's put it like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you went on, so I, I kind of interrupt you there, but you, you said you were kind of going on hikes and stuff more during, during the pandemic. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I was just saying that during the, during quarantine, you went on hikes and stuff more. Is that what you were saying? Well, not really like hikes. Um, just, I have like a walking trail here in, in, in my complex that I live in, you know, I have a staircase right next to me. I, I, I started to get a lot more natural vitamin D, you know, being out in the sun, all that stuff. Um, I was testing out my miles, like, and just not even planning Ooh, it. You were testing your miles? Yeah, like, what, I, were, you, what were you running? First, okay, high school, freshman year, I was in weight training class. This is one, that's where I was when September 11th happened. Freshman year, 
weight training class. We didn't change into gym clothes. We were in the weight room just watching everything on, on the TV. It was crazy. But um, I remember doing the mile test with, with the coach. Whole class did it. Of course, fat boy <laughs> yeah. was last. And <laughs> what'd you, what'd you run? Like a six, like 16 minutes or something 16? like that. It was pretty bad. Um, so about like a month ago or whatever, I was walking and I, you know, my wife got me a Fitbit versus a two and I was like, let me, you know, let me test, let me, let me test my mile or whatever. So I just took off, you know, took off and whatever. All right. I'll stop when I get here. When I get there, I'm like, I'll stop. Keep going more. And I kept on going. Next thing you know, it hits a mile and it's 10 minutes and 30 and 30 seconds. I'm like, what? Okay. And that was like big for me. Yeah, and hell then, yeah. And then two weeks later, I tried it again, and I got come a whole minute knocked off. I was nine, nine minutes and thirty seconds. Wow, that so see was that like, was the same was thing with me. Yeah. So I was in the same position, like during quarantine, out with the gyms closed. Like, shoot, I got to find something, and so I got big into running as well. And yeah. um, my first mile run, I was at like nine seventeen, my first mile. And then a month, probably five, five weeks later of running miles, I ran a 7.59. And I was like, whole, I dropped two minutes off That's from awesome. in five weeks. I was busting my ass. It was fun. Like, I, I got really emotional when I ran that 7.59. I was like, holy That's shit. That's so dope, bro. That's yeah. so dope. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just that, that little things like that, total non-scale victory, you know, when it happened, like, took a picture of the time I sent to everybody. I was like, yo, check this yeah. out. And I'm like, last time, like I did this, it was like 10 minutes. And then before that, it was like 16 minutes. And like, I've come a long way. And I have two screws in my ankle. I'm flat footed. My knee is taking <laughs> My knee has taken hits for many, many years. Um, it, it's just really, really, really bad from the bottom waist down. So for me to, to run for that period of, of, of time, like sprints I can do because sprints is just, you take off and then all of a sudden you stop. Right. You know, it's a burst of, of, of energy. And then, but with staying in pace and, you know, having, you know, perfect breathing and everything, like it was always hard for me. And mm -hmm. now with this new body, it's, it, it was, it, I was able to kill it, man. And then like sleeping is just so much better too. Like you don't even hear me anymore. However, when I do have my planned cheat meals, which I just, I just was at Universal this past weekend, ate anything and everything in, in sight. <laughs> But just, you know, I just know in my head, I'm going to get back to routine. What I would, when I step on the scale, it's not going to be a real number. It's going to be, you know, water weight or whatever. And I'm just going to get back in routine. It's just, that's the, that's the difference. Like right back then, like I would book hotels, go on vacation. I'm on vacation. I'm not going to work out. Yeah. Right. First time on keto. Like when I went to DR, I was there maybe four days, worked out one and it was a beautiful gym you know, took advantage. Now, every time I go on vacation, if I stay there three days, I might work out one day, maybe two days, you know, and that's like how it is now. I tell my wife, book something with a whole, with a, with a gym. With gym so yeah. I get in some type of workout. I know I'm going to eat like shit. However, I do know I'm going to walk a lot. I'm going to crush 25 K. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So easily. But, I was, um, I was at Disney last summer and the first day we were there, we did like 24 miles in, in like less than 12. It was wild. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. The amount of, the amount yeah. of steps you do and shit. Without it's, you even noticing, like it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what do you think that shift was? Like, do you think it was just momentum for you? And just like the momentum of belief? What, what changed in you from 350 plus jumping around from HCG to all these different programs, nothing really working to like diving into keto to implementing just like accountability. Like what, what do you think was the shift? I mean, you could just tell that I was just going about it differently because I was just every day. It was just trying to find answers to something. Um, and I told myself it's, it's gotta be, I gotta be surrounded by it. Right. And what do I mean by that? And I tell my clients the same thing, go on social media and just start following everybody. That's just like my page, just like your page, just like every, like everybody who's on the same mission. Uh-huh. And that way, when you're scrolling on the social media, that's all you see. You see people pushing it. You see people with recipes, you see different exercises, you see that this person got it in today. So it makes you want to get it in. So like, like I said, like I didn't even have plans to do a, a, an Instagram for, for the whole keto thing. That was friends in my ear. Like, yo, you have your personal one. You're doing so good. We feel like you should, you can help a lot of people, you know, do an Instagram and best decision of my life. Cause without that, I wouldn't even know you guys right now. Like, so yeah. it's, it, it's crazy, but it was just, it was stuff like that. Like I just, started following different people, you know, Gourmet being one of them and, you know, just started looking up YouTube videos and just started learning about, you know, nutrition, more about fasting, you know, what's the best food to break your fast, uh, all, all sorts of things. What's, you know, certain snacks to have, you know, what's good snacks, what's certain carbs to have on keto before, you know, you work out after you work out, stuff like that. I also did, um, a three-day fast for 72 hours. I did that one time. Um, how, was your, like, how was your experience on that? You just get in your head a little bit at first, but you just got to treat it like it's nothing. I mean, when I first went to DR and I was going to cheat for the first time, I was freaking out. And I was contacting everybody and I was like, what do I do? And they're all just like, yo, just go have a good time. Come back, hit it. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of the same thing with, with you know, the whole three-day fast. I was all up into my head about it. And I was like, do I work out? Like, am I going to be okay? And I was just like, treat it like it's normal. And you're going to see that, that energy spike. And I did 100%. on the third day. On the third day, I was like, I can go two more days. Like, right. <laughs> so it, it kicked in and whatever. And it, and it felt great. I also dabbled with carnivore um, in January and, of, and in March of, uh, of this year. And that was, that was when my body like took a turn for like the best. Like I got my first bicep veins. Like I was noticing the change in my physique. Cause like I do keto, but like, it's mostly like carnivore based keto. Right. Um, you know, very, very little carbs. If I do have like, if I do carbs, it's total carbs, like during the week, net carbs on the weekend or whatever, stuff like that. And, but it was just, you know, just not giving up, man. That was just the, that was just the main thing. And like I tell my clients, flood your feed look up YouTube videos. If I'm not around, Google's a good source, you know, also don't believe everything you hear, but at the same <laughs> time, like at yeah. the same time, like, you know, you got to pick your battles or whatever. But a lot of the stuff was, you know, I had a lot of people in my corner as well. I had help from two guys named Jesus that I basically, one I went to school with, one I, I basically grew up with and they were both on keto and I was asking them for, you know, advice, 
what type of supplements should I take? And that's another thing. I didn't really take much supplements. I, I just started taking pre-workout maybe like two months ago. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I love. So I accomplished everything with, you know, 135 pounds in about a year with nothing, just right. eating, with right. just fixing my diet. So now what made and, you take you a more know, scientific approach this time around? You know what I'm saying? Like you really dove into like really learning about keto and, and fulfilling, like filling your mind with the knowledge of what you had to do. What made you take that route? I don't know. I guess it, it, it's, it's all part of being older. Yeah. <laughs> like you just want to, you want to read more. And I don't know, like I was feeling great and I started to become addicted to the feeling of feeling great. Great. Yeah. And just, seeing my body transform that's one of the thing one of the things i love about the gym that i go to like you have it's like mirror right there and you're, you're looking like i look at myself and it's not to toot my own horn or to be a cocky thing or an ego thing it's i'm looking at somebody I've never i seen look good yeah no 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 and no yeah, you should think that yeah, you know if you, if you didn't good. think that that's a problem you know yeah yeah like you can't look at that mirror and think you're you're still a piece of shit no you have to believe that you're the freaking best absolutely and that you're the hardest worker in the room like that's just the way that you gotta you gotta do it yesterday when i walked into redcon one gym the old me probably would have been scared as shit to walk into that place because i've seen alex work out there and it looks beautiful and i told him i really want to take advantage because i know that there's a lot of like crazy machines there and a lot more stuff than the gym that i have i can't even regularly do bench because all i have is a smith machine so i just you know hook it i have no spotter right. you know nothing i can't do like squats how i really want to or whatever so but walking into that gym like i think the 355 pound me would have been like yeah oh shit everybody's looking at me like oh my god i don't belong here but bro i walked in there with my chin up like if i belong and I'm looking around and I'm seeing beasts next to me. And I'm like, holy shit. Like everybody <laughs> in here is jacked. And then I looked in the mirror and I'm like, but so the fuck are you? Yeah, exactly. And you fucking belong here. So I was like, I belong. <laughs> no, I love that. No, no, no. I really I do. I love that a lot. Yeah. I, 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 that's, that was the same thing with me when it came to like, there's something about momentum where like, not off not everyone always has this like flip of the switch aha like big momentum of like i can tell you the time and day when i made the shift it's an everyday battle it's it's yeah. interesting because mine came from i will say the biggest shift for me was that 50 pound mark when i hit 50 pounds down after using reading books and different stuff into how i see food how i see myself how i see my habits that like when I hit that 50 pound mark, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of information I don't know on how to live the best life I can live. I'm going to learn from some people. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, it's, it sounds like it was very similar for you like that. You just got really addicted to, to learning new things you had no idea. Always a student of the game, man. Beginner once and always a student, bro. And like I'm always, mm -hmm. always learning. I still have several people that I reach out to you know, whether they be on keto or not, you know, they, maybe they know a trick or something that I don't know. Just be open to things, you yeah. know, poor old just started giving me freaking pre-workouts now or whatever. So give him those a try, 
you know it's it, it's all different i've i'm now trying like doing carb ups like refeeds mm -hmm. but on keto food like on saturdays like i'm trying different things because i've been i started off the year i want to say at like 237 238 and i'm still trying to get to my original goal of 220 but i've had several things i got married i had my birthday my wife's birthday this whole pandemic thing threw threw us off a little bit you know and then you know we've had several trips to to orlando and you know plan cheats and i always rebound from them i'm fine and that's the mentality you gotta have you just gotta have that mentality of i'm gonna get back to work when i when, when i get home you know right. i'm gonna go for a walk or whatever and i tell my clients i'm not asking you to go in there and lift and or lift like me you know if you do that's a plus but everybody's got time for a 30 minute walk 45 minute walk just make the time just make the time you have the time and just like i said it was every day i couldn't do this without the support of you know my family my wife my 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 parents because my parent like i said i was living with my parents during the whole weight loss so they understood how they do with that huh how, how how'd they do with that like are they overweight at all or are they they pretty fit no 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 my 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 dad comes from an athletic background he played baseball growing up softball um he did like a little bit of amateur bodybuilding like nothing competing or whatever but he lifted um he looked really jacked uh you know back in the day um but no like he he's always been athletic my mom too has never never been overweight we're not an overweight family i was basically the everybody's dark-haired tan i came out yeah. blonde white and, <laughs> and overweight so it was like Who's this kid? Like, yeah. mom, are you sure? I'm really like, I'm, <laughs> am I like, supposed to be like, here? No, but no, like they, yeah, no, but they, they, they were behind me a hundred percent. And they, you know, my dad was always telling me, you know, take advantage now while you're young, because as you get older, it's just going to get harder and harder and harder. And you don't want to have to deal with that. And, and my dad has had a lot of, you know, health issues in the past. He's doing great now. Thank you, God. But, you know, he's had a lot of health issues back in the day. So, you know, but he, he's told me he's and and he's the one who keeps telling me, he goes, make go to, go to 200, go to 200. And I'm like, I'm still struggling to get to 220. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's see when I get to 220, how, where I want to go. But he keeps telling me, he goes, I think you can do it. You can make it to 200. And then every single time, like he sees me now, like I don't, I haven't hugged my parents and, and I don't know how long, like we see them from the balcony. Like we've gone for the whole drive by birthday thing and anniversary thing during this whole pandemic. But, um, you know, just when he sees me from far or whatever, he's always telling me how great I look and that I'm looking tremendous. And you know, that he's so proud of me. My mom is always, is, you know, so proud of me or whatever. And yeah, man, um, they're, they, they eat good as far as yeah. like, well, you know, they they pretty much fast too because they they at five o'clock they cut off and they don't eat after five o'clock um they go out and they, they they go to like some parking lot or whatever like away from everybody and they they do their rounds of walking and stuff like that so but they're seeing all that especially now since like the whole family like we're all working out together on certain days and doing boxing workouts like they're they're loving all that and that we're all like together so yeah. they're they're behind nice. me now what was it like when you were growing up, though? Do, do you think that, um, like, what were, what were some of the things your parents were saying to you? Did, you? did they, were they pointing out to you that you were heavy? Were they telling you, hey, you know, David, you need to kind of take a step back? Were they kind of enabling you? Like, what was, what was their uh, outlook on you growing up? No, I mean, it was, it's, 
it's been, you know, we've talked about it a billion times. I even had coaches in baseball that wouldn't play me or start me or whatever because they just thought I was the slow fat boy. You know, my dad would have conversations with them and then he would have conversations with me and tell me, yo, like, you need to lose weight. You know, I tried different things. I just, I just couldn't stick to it. I guess I just, my plan wasn't, I guess, until I hit my 30s or whatever. Right. Like, I wish I could have done this a long time ago. Was it a food I, addiction know. thing? Like, what, what, what do you think it was to you? Oh, a mixture, a mixture of everything, man. I mean, I, even before, uh, right, even before I moved out of my parents' house, like, under my clothes, you spread it out, wrappers uh, to There we Oreos. go. This is, what, this is what we wanted to hear. I need to hear this. Wrappers so <laughs> to Oreos, Here we go. Pringles. You would catch me at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning basically making sandwiches with all the deli meat around me on my bed. Yeah! Being a complete fat ass watching movies till like 3, 4 in the morning. The whole night, my parents have no idea what the hell's going on. Going to Taco Bell, ordering $20, you know, yeah. up to $20 in food and just sitting on my bed watching TV and just freaking yeah. eating all that shit. Um, when I was a kid in elementary school, didn't like school, didn't want to be there. So I would do everything possible to get out. And that meant going to the clinic a lot. And my dad would pick me up early. He was always for my, I don't know why, but my dad's usually the hard ass. My mom is the, you know, little softer one. But when it came to school, my mom was like, you better get your ass back to school. Yeah. My, dad, my dad was, I don't know, he was just more lenient with it. With it and he would pick me up and he'll two things that will make me go like, oh, my tummy hurts. And all of a sudden I bring a big smile. Taco Bell? Uh. Or the pool? Or yeah. the pool in my complex. I would love to go to the pool. So he'll tell me, you want to go to Taco Bell? And I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like let's do it and yeah man and and that was just like another thing too is like i never had a grandmother right. i know that's very big in a hispanic culture to have a grandmother my grandparents uh passed away at a young age um my grandparents on my mom's side when she was in high school my grandmother on my dad's side died when he was like two in cuba so he like has very small memories of her and then we just had my grandfather. And so I didn't have abuelas cooking or nothing like that. If I did have abuelas cooking, it was like at, at my friend's house or something. And they would always tell me the same thing. And then Nana would say, oh, you're so fat. Oh, but sit down and eat. You know? right, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 of course. Like stuff like, it was always like that. And um, as far as what I ate at home, my parents knew the basics as far as like cooking rice and steak and and stuff like that and certain Cuban meals. But for the most part, like a lot of it was just pop in the oven or 69 cent cheeseburgers at McDonald's or, okay. you know, whatever coupon we found. Like we're never, we're, we're not poor, but like we're like middle class, you know, whatever right. you do to have to get through it, you know? And um, so, yeah, man, that's basically how it was. And then drinking soda, like there's no tomorrow. Cuban coffee since birth. Uh, as far as sodas, like that was my thing. I was, my dad was never much of a beer drinker. I was introduced to like root beer and Dr. Pepper at a young age. Those are my, those are my jams right there. Right. Um, so yeah, man, that's basically how, how eating was as a kid. And then, like I said, they would always, you know, as a young kid, I, I battled, you know, diets and, and I remember going into acupuncture at like 11, 12, 13 years old. And I'm in there with a bunch of adults, Right. you know, and I'm, and they're all looking at me like, wow, like you're here, you're young and you shouldn't be here or whatever. And 
So I know with a lot of it, man, lots of, I think in like seventh grade until I got into like seven fights, I got like suspended for like three or four. Uh, what, what were some of the things that people used to say to you in high school or middle school? Oh, I mean, one fight specifically, I had a, a wrestling teammate of mine. That's where I broke my calls on the wrestling team. And one of my teammates, man, like, he was just freaking like ranking on me and he didn't stop. And, 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 you know, I was like, he got up in my face and I was like, bro, call me fat boy one more time, bro. <laughs> Do it. I dare you. And he did it. And he caught, he caught a fist right to the face. And then we started a rumble right there in class. <laughs> and then, um, all right, I got to, I got to tell you what I had, I had this one kid. It was, uh, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was Austin, my buddy, Austin. It was senior year of high school. And the kid was at my house and just wouldn't stop giving me titty twisters. Just wouldn't stop. Just over and over. I'm sitting on the couch, just watching, watching a movie or whatever we're doing. And he walk over, titty twister, titty twister, titty twister. I was like, Austin, if you come over here one more time and you give me a titty twister, I'm choking your ass out. I'm not responsible for what happens. I, I, I dead ass was like locked in eye to eye. I'm like, like, this is, I don't snap often, but when I do, it's, <laughs> it's, we're hiding the body. And like, he did it. And sure enough, I grabbed him by the shirt before he got away, pulled him back rear naked, literally <laughs> limped. And I dropped him and he went, Wah! and all of a sudden about thir 13 seconds later, well, uh, and he's like, did you choke me out? I was like, I told you I was going to choke you out if you did it again. <laughs> I actually choked you. And then it's funny because like some of those people that made fun of you, they're reaching right. out to you now. Mm -hmm. Yep. It comes full circle. Always you peaked in high school and then all of a sudden now you're coming to the fat boy for advice. Right. And I mean, I don't hold grudges, man. It was, it was a lifetime ago. Like high school to me was whatever. I'm not going to say those were the best years of my life because I was obese. You know, I can't say that I feel like I did when I was 18 because I was obese at 18. I can't tell you I felt like I did when I was 13 because I was obese at 13. Like I've always Amen. been obese. So Amen. just feeling like this is just new. And then getting messages from people off all over the world. I have a client right now in the UK, dude. Like I reached somebody in the UK, That's like awesome. somebody in the UK wrote, reached out to me and was like, I, I've seen your progress. I want your help. And I'm like, holy shit. Like it's crazy. The amount of people that, that you helped during this process or whatever. And then all the non-scale victories, like I'm wearing a size large now in shirts. Let's go. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm wearing tank tops now, you know, showing the gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, fitting into roller coasters, that was another big thing for me, man. Yep. And the walk of shame and, you know, just being, you're waiting in a two-hour line and then to be told, hey, you don't fit. You got to get off. When was that? When wasn't that? Right. <laughs> well, you actually tried it more than once. Oh, no. See, I got yeah. the denial I mean, that I never did it again. I'm the same way. I got denied one time, and I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. And then it was like 15 again. years okay. later. When it, comes to, when it comes to Disney, because my wife and I, we're currently Universal Pass holders. We were both Universal and Disney. But Disney and Gourmet can tell you, Gourmet is uh, – well, Disney is a lot more plus-size friendly. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So you can basically – you can basically, I've ridden uh, Space Mountain and, and been 350 something pounds. Um, lots of rides. I've been yeah. able to ride Universal, yeah. on the other hand. I would have to look up forums and Google and all that stuff before yeah. my trip to look at and see what rides I can ride that I won't have an issue with, what rides have modified seating, yeah. stuff like that. 
stuff that I shouldn't even have to be looking at, but I was. Yeah, Universal's like a reality snap, and Disney's just like, no, it's all right. Anyone can ride our rides. It's fine. Yeah, Yeah, get on. No problem, fatty. Get in here. And then the Hulk was like fucking huge, yet you sit in his ride and you got to be a fucking model. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which is, and it's the best roller coaster, and it's just so sad. Yeah. But yeah, I would have to. I would have to get the one with the double straps or whatever, and then yep. I would always click it. And I was like, okay, there's the first click, but I know that there's like two more. And then Buddy would have to come, push me down. Then yeah. another Buddy would have to come, push me down. And then some days they would work, some days they won't. But the last, the last straw right before I hopped on keto was I think uh, Harry Potter's Forbidden. Was it Forbidden Journey? Yep. Yeah. I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I think it was Forbidden Journey, and I couldn't write it, and I was pissed. And I, I was, was pissed. Really, I was really, really pissed. And another roller coaster that I didn't get to experience at Universal was the Rock and Rip Rocket. It closes like yes. sideways like, yep. through your midsection, and you get to put music on the whole nine. Just recently, I got to write it for the first time, and it was crazy. Like just being able to sit down and you fit like a glove, like Ace Ventura, <laughs> like a glove. Yep. Like, the rip rocket is tight. Rip uh-huh. rocket is rip rocket is very tight. That was so I went to Universal three it years ago, I think, and that yeah. was the only ride I could not get on. And it was like right right in like the middle of my journey. I was like down, I don't know, like 150 to 175 pounds. And yeah. that was the only ride that day in Universal I couldn't get on. And I was pissed. I was so yeah. mad on that ride. Yeah, but that shit, that 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 ride is a little scary because it starts off like you're going straight up. So you're yeah. like going up for a while like we were with some group of friends and they were like freaking out and like we didn't think that they were going to do it but they were they just kept on walking and following us and they hopped on and they were like bro that beginning sucks and i'm like yeah but once you get over that beginning you're you're fine but just you know fitting into everything else man it it just it it felt great like my the one of the first times that i wrote it or that i tried to write it they gave me a little ticket you know for express pass Oh, you can redeem that at any ride. I'm like, I want to redeem it at any ride. I want to ride this. Right. <laughs> but I just couldn't, man. So that was another thing that that even scared me. And the first time after losing so much weight, being in the theme park, I remember a big dude going in right before me to I can't even remember the ride, to be honest with you. Um, I wanna say I think Everest. Yeah. In Animal Kingdom in Disney. I think it was it was that real, it could have been that one. Buddy's in front of me. He's tall. You know, I want to say like like six one, six two. I'm six feet, and he had some he had some weight on him. And he goes in and he sits down, and he it didn't click for him. So they had to tell him to get off the ride. Like a part of me died for him. Oh, of course, yeah. I was 100%. and I was freaking out myself because I'm like I'm not gonna fit. Yeah. I'm not gonna fit. I'm not gonna fit. I'm not gonna fit. My wife's telling me, relax. You're gonna fit. Relax. You're gonna fit. Brought it down. Clicked. And I'm like, okay. And then comes the person, checks, and they're like, you're good. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you sure? Are you? Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 yeah, you're good. There's the green light. And I'm like, okay. The green lights? Okay. All right. <laughs> and I just looked at my wife and it was just like, yeah. Like, ball, like balling, dude. Like, it was just so emotional. It was just, it was See, an amazing I, feeling, man, to just, you're so limited. You know, when you're living that big, man, and oh, 100%. It, I, I love the uh, what's the who's the fluffy guy again? What's his what's the the comedian? 
Oh, Gabriel, Gabriel. Gabriel yeah. Iglesias, where it's like all of his, all the fat guys would go to a, a amusement park and see how many clicks they would get, and that would decide on yeah. who's the fattest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> three clicks. <laughs> yeah, man, but it, it's it's been an incredible journey, man, and I'm just happy that I I woke up. Like, I'm mm-hmm. really happy that I woke up. So why don't we fast forward for a second? Um, when did you get into coaching, and what what made you you know go that route and start you know doing some keto coaching? It kind of, it kind of landed on my lap to be honest with you in December of last year a coworker of mine reached out to me ex coworker of mine he's a car salesman and he told me listen i have two daughters you know they had you know the sleep surgery or whatever they've lost 70 pounds but they're eating like shit like they don't know nothing about nutrition so i will pay you so and so amount a month you know to be their coach set them up with some workouts, set them up, you know, with recipes and grocery lists, the whole nine, take them to the grocery store and, and, and do what you got to do. So he kind of like set up pricing for me and I kind of like got me to like set up a recipe, recipes and uh, grocery lists and certain like, you know, body weight workouts that they can do. And, you know, I started to develop a restaurant fast food guide for them, you know, if they're on the go or whatever. And yeah, man, it just, they brought me more and more clients. They started to have success and it just spiraled after that, man. And then I started making like little BS flyers or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like I started doing like nicer ones and just putting them out there on, on, you know, on my story. I'm not going to be in people's DMs and be like, yo, man. I should be your coach and no, oh, yeah, I don't course. like those guys coming into my DMs. Yeah. Like right. I if you I want you to come to me and I want to hear your story. And yeah, I right. will either FaceTime with you or call you because I want to hear your voice or I want to look you in the face and I wanna see how serious you are. Right. And I want them to know that this isn't a quick fix. This is a life changing experience. You right. get me? This is you giving this lifestyle a chance and it's not gonna happen with, you know. Yeah, you'll have success by just doing keto and just doing intermittent fasting, but I feel like you'll speed up the results uh-huh. and have a lot more success if you're active. Oh, it's just, there's no way in hell that being active is going to be bad for you. Right. You get me? Like you have, it's gonna, it's just gonna benefit you. So, yeah. and I tell them, you know, do body weight stuff, push-ups, calisthenics, band work, walking outside. You know, lunges. I hate lunges. Yeah. But we but we do right. them and i'm getting better at them i can handle them a lot more especially you know dropping all this weight and being stronger and it's just it's just you gotta try new things so right. i tell them you know i was lost as far as when i started tracking on my fitness pal it was the moon to me right but guess what i played around with the app just like i do any other app or facebook or instagram or TikTok or whatever games are out there, just like how everybody learns that, they can learn my fitness pal. So as I've gotten older, you just realize, and as I've gone through this process, that there really is no excuse, man. Like, I know it's hard and I've been there. I know the daily struggles of not wanting to do shit. I know the daily struggles of wanting to eat Taco Bell or whatever it is you want. But guess what? You've had all that for the right. No, your whole life, you know, so take your life seriously. And if you really want to change and you don't want to end up with diseases or, or, or medical issues, fix your life, man. Like, I can't stress that enough. Like, everything is just so much better. Everything. Like, I have 
crazy amount of energy right now. Like <laughs> it's just, it's insane, man. And I just, I push for everybody to do the same. And I, and you just want to share that with people, right? Like, don't you just want course, everyone to be on the course. same level as you? Yeah. Like if you message me, man, like, and you ask me a couple of questions, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I charge for this. No, oh, man, no of I'm course. going to help you out. But if you look for my coaching services, then yeah. And I'm going to tell you straight off the bat, I don't charge what anybody else charges. I'm still, you know, doing my thing and, and learning myself and I'm just passing on information. I'm just showing you, Hey, this is what worked for me. Will it work for you? Most likely. Yeah. You get me, but you have to enjoy it and right. you have to want it, man. Cause nobody's going to do it for you. I've had, you know, I have a special Olympic athlete. Cause I told you guys I've been coaching special Olympics for like what, 13 years now. I have a special Olympic athlete of mine. He's like your size, John. He's, he's, yeah. he's a big dude. And he was, when I first started with him, I first met him, like, in, like, 295, close to 300. Buddy, I went with him around the same time that these girls started with me. I kind of took him on, and I don't charge him. Right. Um, you know, and I took him to Costco, and we did a grocery run and all that stuff. And Buddy literally does not make a move or have a cheat meal without texting me first. And sometimes I laugh because like he's over like 80 pounds already lost and he'll text me, Hey coach, can I have a, can I have a cheat meal? And I'm like, dude, you've busted your ass, man. If you want to plan to have a cheat meal, have yeah. it. And just, just don't post it on the, because I have a Facebook group uh, as well. Part of my right. coaching thing. And it's an accountability. Uh, it's an accountability page. Basically right. you post your meals and you post your workouts there. And that right there, is a lot because uh, that's another thing I was part of. I was part of a, uh, a like a group on Facebook called Fit Healthy Abundant, not labeled keto, not labeled any diet. It was just basically, hey, post your meals every single day. That kept me in check. Right. That literally kept me in check. So I was like, I'm going to do the same thing, except, you know, have us, you know, interact a lot more. I am going to do some lives every day to make sure that everybody's on top of their shit, you know provide workouts and then like if you want to share your workout or your run or your steps or whatever you're doing share it and that right there has brought my clients together like my clients have spoken to each other like they're building relations but i have one client that like i said is in the uk and i have another client that's over here in florida and she's going to go to europe to go visit him and they're going to go backpacking <laughs> throughout europe like ain't that's that wild. some freaking awesome shit that's like that's wild. awesome so you know, just the fact that I was just able to help with that is, is just amazing, man. Like, so I, I tell them, I'm like, just don't give up. Just trust the process. If you're active every day, you're drinking your water, you're busting your ass and you're tracking. And I tell them, hey, tracking is a pain in the ass. I admit that. I admit that tracking is a pain in the ass, yeah. especially for me. But is it, uh, is it efficient? Yes. If you really want to get to your goal weight ASAP, or whatever, and you really, really want to be strict, right. I'd suggest you track. Right. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's just been an incredible journey with, with this whole thing and, you know, with the whole coaching thing, like, it's just expanding more and more. And, and well, it keeps you hear, learning too, you know? Huh? I said it keeps you learning. Of course, of course, because it's, it's they throw certain curveballs at me sometimes and they're right. like, yeah, like, what about this? And then I'm like, Hmm, that's a good question. I'm like, let me look into that. And then, you know, it brings up new things that I didn't even know about or whatever. Like, and I tell them straight up, I'm like, 
sometimes I don't have all the answers, man, but that's why there's Google, YouTube, yeah. and all that stuff. Like, don't just learn from me. I'm going to be there to motivate you and help you answer any questions that I may have. If there's a restaurant that you're going to, I've probably been there. I can tell you, or the whatever type of restaurant it is, I hope you get something in that restaurant or whatever if you're on the go. Right. You know, like I'm always there to help. They can call me anytime and I'm always there to answer. No, that's awesome, bro. And really quick before we wrap stuff up and we, you know, ask our final questions, I wanted you just to, you know, touch upon how did you get into the Special Olympics realm and how did you start coaching uh, doing that? When I was about like 18 or 19 years old, I had a friend of mine named Mike and his girlfriend at the time, she worked for one of the cities here in Miami and she basically, you know, I was looking for a job. The only thing that I had under my belt, I think, was working at after school programs as a counselor, some restaurants, Nike, Oakley, and probably like some fast food restaurants as well. Um, so, yeah, she, she kind of like put me down and kind of hooked me up with a job. And it was basically working with the special populations. That's what they called it, you know, for that, for that job. And it was basically, you know. I had a class of, of adults with intellectual disabilities. I would pick them up from their houses. I had a route in the morning, route in the afternoon to drop them back off. And then I would, sp I would spend all day with them, you know, teaching them daily living skills, uh, Tai Chi, uh, meditation. If they had any special Olympic training uh, or any events coming up, I would help them train for that. So right there, like I was like intrigued. Right. I was intrigued at that time. I don't, I didn't have a passion for it just yet. It was just a job. And then I'd say around like 24, 25, I got a job at another city. And then I just met a, a great group of guys, you know, um, and these guys had a range of, you know, cerebral palsy, uh, muscular dystrophy, um, Down syndrome, autism, all, all types of stuff. And it was the, I love you every single day, the hugs every single day. It was just pure love every single day man and it made you know practice is fun you know we laughed like crazy and it just really got me you know to fall in love with you know what special olympics and what they do and then i just started to, to get more deep into it and then one of the athletes that i used to coach his name is daniel fondora shout out to danny um the dude was uh looking for a way to do more than just be an athlete he has autism um and he, and he even drives he's a freaking badass um but yeah he started to do athlete leadership program and basically what athlete leadership program is is for athletes who just want to who want to do more than just be an athlete they want to work on public speaking and you know going to events they go to like capitol hill in dc um they go out to you know different events and they speak and he wanted to work on that and he's done amazing things he was athlete of the year last year for south florida um, he's gone to the, to the national games. He's gone to the world games in Abu Dhabi. Like he's been all over the map. That's awesome. And, and he wrote and he texted me and he goes, David, like, um, I want to do this athlete leadership program and I need a mentor in order to do the program. And he goes, would you be my mentor? I'm like blown away. I'm like, hell yeah, man, let's do it. And because of that, like special Olympics has sent me out to conferences with him we, they even flew us out to Indianapolis uh, two years ago back. So that was my first plane ride. I hadn't been on a plane before, nonetheless, out of Florida. Right. So I got to experience that. And it, it, was just, it was just really fun, man. And, you know, it just 
I've been coaching ever since then. I'm also a unified partner. Unified partner, like you guys can be unified partners. Um, I guess if you want to say it's, uh, you know, those with, it's a unified team is basically those with and without, you know, intellectual disabilities. So you, David, you guys can all plan the team. Wish you guys lived here because I can use some volunteers. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, so they picked me to be their softball coach, which I was like, it's my bread and butter right there, boy. Yeah. Baseball is my game. So they, they picked me to be their coach or whatever, and, and I loved it. I was running practices, and, and they were just having a blast, and they were learning so much. And then my plan was this year, but freaking COVID happened, was to transition. I was going to hand the team off to somebody else, and I was going to be a unified partner. I was going to play a little bit of, of third and first base and uh because i was like listen i really want to hit <laughs> i really want to hit please let me hit I, I'm, I'm dying to play so there and i'm like i can help us trust me <laughs> so but yeah but then the whole covid thing happened and we haven't been able to have much sports now they're starting to kick it up a notch i think they're starting i think uh tennis coming up but that's not really my sport yeah. i participate in for the most part bowling softball I was a unified partner for basketball, so I was like, you know, Shaq under the rim or whatever. And, you know, he's too long in the paint. And I'm like, oh, crap, step out really quick. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm under the rim, dude. I'm like, get out of my way. I'm the rebound guy. Like, That's awesome. Um, and, and I can tell you straight up, like, if you looked at my highlights, like, I suck at basketball. But I played because it was fun. And then it was also great exercise, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, man, so I encourage everybody, you know, Look up your local agencies, you know, your state, look for your state office, you know, in New York or whatever, and look for, you know, um, certain centers or, or schools or whatever that allow you to participate in Special Olympics. Yeah, no, All my, uh, the, the gym that I go to is actually a, a Special Olympics partner. They have a, a Special Olympics lifting team and uh, all that. Yes, it's, it's yes. awesome, dude. You know, yes. uh, my, my personal trainer actually trains one of the, the lifters on the uh, team. Steve? Yeah, Steve, Steve does, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dope, dope, dope. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. Dude. I've been trying to do, like, powerlifting and stuff over here, um, but obviously COVID happened, so, but I, I do have the plans of, of getting that started. But, yeah, man, get involved, dude. It's, yeah. it's, it really – it's nostalgic because a lot of them are into stuff that you were into as a kid. Like, right. they love – John, they love wrestling. <laughs> they love – bro, when I worked my first job working at that special population center – Dude, one of them had that Hulk Hogan like pillow, yeah. the dummy. Uh huh. Dude, and I had that, and he had Ultimate Warrior too. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh my, dude, you just brought me back. They right. love Michael Jackson. They love Elvis. Like, That's so dope. You can just be you around them, man. Like, That's so cool. it, it's just an amazing feeling. And then when you see them accomplish things and win medals and win ribbons and, and do stuff that you've been working your ass off for and you see them do it, right. like, it just brings so much joy. And there's more to life, man. And, and you see them and, and they don't know what bad is, bro. Like they, right. they think everybody's good. And, and it's just, it's, it's, I, I get emotional thinking about it. Yeah, no, I can see it means a lot to you, man. I miss them during this time because, you know, we're supposed to be training right now. Right. Like we're supposed to be training right now, but this is what it is. I feel you, brother. I feel you. All right, listen. Uh, one, I really appreciate you coming on today. But before we uh, wrap this up, I do have two very important questions that I like to ask at the end of the podcast. So the first one, David, for you, uh, if you could go back in time and talk to that dude who was throwing down in the uh, wrestling locker room and, and you could offer him any piece of advice or you could tell him anything in the world, what would that be? 
Stop eating shit, man. Stop eating shit. And, you know, I know that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, it is what it is. Life happened. But I, I would just be, been like, yo, take it seriously and start and, and listen to people. Listen to people. Because my brother was in my ear. My sister was in my ear. My brother was, I mean, my dad was in my ear. Like a lot of people were in my ear. And I was like, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, so if I can say one thing, it's, it's, it's listen, listen to people and, and don't be afraid to, to give shit a try and, and, you know, but just stick, stick to it, stick to whatever it is you, you're, you're doing, you know, and, and, but definitely like stop hiding all the wrappers under your clothes in your closet. <laughs> that's one of the things I'll say, like, stop doing that shit. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I used to hide them behind the washing machine in my basement. So I know, oh I feel you. God. Um, so, and now my, uh, my other question is, if you could offer three solid pieces of advice to everyone listening at home, what would those be? If you're really going to start this start, if you're going to stick to it, please like stay consistent. Just don't give up, man. Don't give up because you'll surprise yourself. You, you really will. You'll see that there's a whole nother side of you just waiting to be unlocked, man. And that's how it was with me. Like, I feel like I left the beast out now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, who is this guy, bro? And I'm like, I'm so happy I met him yeah. because he's driven. He wants to do shit. He, he, you know, the old guy was just like, I'm going to go have a public sub or Taco Bell or whatever and watch whatever movie or whatever till like two, three in the morning. That's another thing. I get like really good sleep now. I, sleep is very important. But just basically, like, make the decision. Once you make the decision, stick to it and don't give up, man. I love that. I love that. Where can people find you on Instagram? Um, you can find me on Instagram at keto double underscore D. You can also, you know, reach me out, re reach out to me there through DM or message or whatever. And you can also email me at keto D coaching at gmail.com. So is that the best place for people to, you know, inquire about coaching? Well, I get more people on my DMs than I do on, on okay. email, but I do get a lot of people on email, like just inquiring and, you know, asking questions. And I'm not going to chew you up if you're asking questions, but, you know, when I write on my story, serious inquiries only, it's because I want you to be sure right. about your decision before you reach out to me. I don't I want you to do this half-ass. I want you to do this. Full ass. Full ass. Full ass. Full, full ass. ass and fast. Now, uh, we'll, uh, I want the whole ass. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll post up your uh, email address and everything in the description of the uh, YouTube video and whatnot. Yeah. But oh, once great. again, brother, I, uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out tonight and uh, sharing your story. And um, it's very inspirational, man. Um, I learned yeah, a couple so. of things tonight. I know David, my David, that guy right there, he learned a couple of things tonight. Sally. <laughs> Hi, Sally. And uh, yeah, man. So thanks again. And uh, for all you listening at home, again, you can, uh, you can follow us. You can follow me at JARPS underscore journey. You can follow him at fit underscore D rock. You can follow the accountable life group at accountable life group and DM us for access to the accountable life group community call. We go live every Wednesday night at eight 30. Um, if you're listening this far, you know, this is the end of the podcast. We really don't have anything else to say. David, would you like to add anything? Show them the belly button. No belly, no belly button today. No belly button today. You know what? If you're listening to this right now, go for a walk.
That's yeah, amazing. man. Yeah, definitely. Now, nah, but, hey, but <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me. Like you guys have had uh, tremendous stories yourself. You know, uh, I'm just honored and blessed. You know, sit down, be humble. Oh yeah, I wanted to comment on that earlier. I love that sign. That's my, that's wifey, dude. I have a yeah. picture of Jake Cole on my wall. I have a picture of Kendrick Lamar. Like, we <laughs> know dope. what's up. We know yeah, what's up. up. <laughs> all right my brother i appreciate you once again you enjoy the rest of your evening and we will talk probably in a little bit on instagram but enjoy the rest of your night oh, bro yeah. you got all right, brother, peace